Now it's this second half of James 2 we're going to uh, primarily zero in with this thought of faith without works is dead. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But, but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. In the first half of this chapter, in the first 13 verses, James deals with professions of saving faith. And what his point is, is he tells us that all professions of saving faith are in vain if it does not produce love and mercy being shown toward others. So in other words, James teaches us that if we have a profession of saving faith, yet we do not have love and mercy being demonstrated and shown towards others, that our faith is indeed in vain, even to the extent where we begin to show favoritism towards others. Now you'll recall that James in the first chapter dealt with the effect of faith on conduct. He set the guidelines for this, that faith ought to affect our conduct. And that it is impossible to show respect to persons on the ground of possession of any worldly thing. So to show that kind of respect or to show favoritism, that is not the faith of Jesus Christ. In his eyes, in the Lord's eyes, I think we've got to remember this, wealth and poverty mean nothing to God. In other words, God doesn't look at the wealthy and, and show favoritism to them, and he doesn't look at the, the poor and say they are lesser. Instead, we ought to see as God sees. God is not a respecter of persons, and what that means is he does not acknowledge or honor one above the other just because of their status in life or because they are rich or whether they're poor. And in verses 14 through 26... James zeroes in on good works, and he teaches us that good works do not earn salvation, but rather good works prove the evidence of saving faith. So in this connection is found this strong passage in the book of James that reveals to us the value of faith and how faith can be determined to be worthless. Faith is worthless if it fails to express itself in works. So if a man says he has faith, but it does not express itself in works, then that is a dead faith. So a faith that does not result in a, a conduct 
that goes along with its profession cannot say, first of all, but of course it's dead in and of itself. There's a relationship between faith and works. He, de- he demonstrates this by giving the example of Abraham and he gives the example of Rahab. And he, he tells the one Abraham is the father of the faithful. And yet we know the story of Rahab. She was a woman who was outside of the covenant of God. Yet they both are included in saving faith. So in each case, faith was the vital principle. Faith was demonstrated by works. The works didn't result in the faith. The works result were a result of faith. So a faith that does not express itself in conduct is as dead as the body is that a spirit has left it. So we need to consider that. So as we think about this faith, regeneration is the very thing that makes the old thing new. It infuses into us a new nature. It makes us a new person. The new birth is making a, the person a new creature or a new creation in Christ Jesus. So the question is, is it possible to be regenerated? Is it possible to be, have saving faith and no repentance, no good works, no prayer, no charity, or any holiness does not accompany it? I would say it's impossible. It's impossible that you can have faith and not have these things. If that's what faith is, folks, if that's what faith is, it would give mankind a reason to ridicule it. If all we have is a profession of faith, but a faith that does not result in works, then we really have a faith that is dead. The point of the entire chapter, James is saying that faith without works is dead. So we have to consider that last statement in verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. That summarizes the entire chapter and is indeed the central truth of the entirety of this text. Faith will always produce action that is true to the word of God. If a man professes to believe, then it will in fact produce action. If there is contradictory action, there is therefore no true faith. What a man actually believes is what he actually does. Therefore, we can say this, true conduct is always the outcome of true faith. Faith without works is dead.